You are listening to Cortez Radio, CKTZ, 89.5 FM. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. I read in the paper, I heard on the news, whole damn world got these mean old blues. In this life, in this life, you gotta think for yourself. The sound you just heard could have been recorded at Cortez Island's cat shelter if I had visited last spring. According to the definition at neighborhoodcats.org, a feral cat is unsocialized and tends to be fearful of people and keep a distance. That may once have been true of the 16 cats Samantha Statton is currently looking after, but speaking as a former cat owner, a few of these are among the friendliest cats I've ever seen. It was hard to take a picture because they were constantly sniffing my lens or trying to smooch, and one adorable youngster liked to jump up onto my shoulder for a nuzzle. In this morning's interview, Samantha tells us how the shelter came into being, what they do, and ways you can help out. People say to me, oh, I don't, you know, some people don't like cats. They kill birds. Well, yes, they do. And that's one thing I do not like about cats. But... That's one of the things they do. You can keep your cat in the house. Some cats, you know, right from day one, are happy to live indoors. Absolutely happy. And then, in the same breath, if there's an overabundance of cats, well then, there's just that many more to kill more birds. If you were to get your cat spayed or neutered, you'd cut that problem down as well. It's a win-win situation, I think for the cats, for the birds, um, and to be a stray outside fending for yourself, that's not a good life. And, you know, they're out there struggling and trying to catch their own food. And, and yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not a good life. Don't most feral cats perish after a little while? They will, yeah. They'll get predated. Eagles and hawks and wolves and cougars and things will or raccoons even, they'll, you know, they scrap with, fight with raccoons. They will perish. But still, they've had this tough, hard life, and in my view, it's, it's not a good scene. So I think if I continue to do this education piece and just encourage people to get them fixed, then everybody wins. you got a friendlier cat, you got less bird kill, and if you can coax it to stay in the house, even better. Some cats don't want to stay in the house, but... Um, and the older they get, they don't rely on killing birds. Like my older guys have no interest. And of course they get well fed too, but they have no interest in killing birds. They get the occasional rat, which is good, but they eat it. Tell me how Cat Rescue came into being. We started in 2015, and it was myself and three others. And uh, we wanted to get on top of the feral stray cat population. So we decided we'd form this uh, group and we have rehomed numerous cats, spayed and neutered numerous cats. And then I think two years into it, uh, the other three decided they didn't want to do it anymore. So it came down to me. And now just recently I've got uh, Patricia LaRue and Barb Vosper helping. Let me go right back to the beginning. Can you give me some illustrations of what made you think there was a need? 
people, from people talking to me and telling me there's stray cats over here. It's a island-wide problem. I'm looking for stories. Oh, there was this cat over here. There was all this kind of stuff. In Whale Town, there is um, known stray cats, um, feral cats that live at a person's house. She feeds them, but they don't come in the house and they're not fixed. They're not spayed or neutered. So that just acerbates the problem. And the other two people that were involved in the early days, um, or actually all three of them, they lived in that end and they were aware of it. So that's what kind of snowballed the effect to say, okay, well, let's try and get on top of this. Let's try and deal with their cats. If she wants to keep these cats, we'll get them fixed. We'll get them spayed or neutered. Um, so at least she has them and they're not reproducing. So we started with this one person and it just kind of snowballed and people kept telling us, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of cats over here, like in Squirrel Cove, there's um, in, on South Point, not South Point, right down, Potlatch. So yeah, it was just over, over time, people just kept asking and saying, you know, there's cats here, there's, there's a stray cat at my house and what do I do? And, or there's a, um, a male and he's terrorizing my cat that I have. And uh, so we decided to work on it. We got in touch with a vet in Campbell River in Willow Point. And so we've got an agreement with them to bring in stray and feral cats. They spay and neuter them for us at a discount, which is really, really great. So we will help people who have a cat if, it's, if they find a stray or a feral and they want to keep it but can't quite afford it, then uh, they come to us and we help them get it done. Cat Rescue does not pay the entire bill. And we will help towards it. And then, yeah, work on the problem. It's a bigger problem than people think. Uh, a lot of people don't realize. Uh, we also do a piece of education where we say, you know, it's how important it is to get your cat or your dog spayed or neutered. I can't remember, oops, can't remember the statistics, but cats can have litters, I think, as early as five months old. And they can have litter upon litter upon litter, like thousands of kittens in a year. And then those kittens go off, grow to adult, or not even grow to adulthood, start having kittens. And of course, if you have a feral stray male cat around, they cause havoc. They're not friendly. They'll try and get into your house, they'll spray, and they'll be looking for females so they can mate. You get a cat spayed or neutered, you've got a friendlier cat, you've got a more sociable cat, you've got a male cat that's going to stay home. He's not going to go looking for females because you've had him neutered. And it greatly reduces the spraying, their territory marking that they do. It reduces that. So it's, it's essential that people get their cats spayed and neutered, as well as their dogs. It's just the correct thing to do. What about the females? The females, yes, because when they, I don't know if you've had any experience with a female cat going into heat, it's horrendous. I had one a number of years ago, she was too young to get fixed and she just about drove me crazy and I couldn't isolate her. I mean, she was in my house, locked in my house, 
but I couldn't keep her somewhere where I couldn't hear her yelling and screaming because I didn't have a space for that and it almost drove me nuts. So, so that's the thing to contend with. And then, you know, they'll go off, they'll, they'll get pregnant and usually they'll go and hide in the bush and have the babies in the bush. So you don't know, you don't see them until they come out and they're, they're weaned and they're running around and stuff. And usually by that point, if you don't grab them early and on, like as soon as you see them, you won't catch them because they're leery of people. They've never had any experience with people. And so there you have more of a problem. So it's, um, it's essential. And with this spay and neuter program, we're trying to help people get their cats fixed. Could I ask on the cats that come to your uh, shelter, how long do they normally stay? It depends. Sometimes they're completely social when they come. I've got an agreement with the SPCA in town in Campbell River, and um, I can phone them and say, look, I have X number of cats. They're all social. They're all friendly. Can I bring them in? And if they have space, then they'll say yes. If they're feral, if they're not, if you can't pick them up and cuddle them, they won't take them because they don't have the time or the resources to deal with these cats. So what I like to do and why I had my shelter built specifically for this reason was to socialize the ones that weren't social to give them that leg up and that second chance. So I socialize them, feed them, take care of them, and then take them to the SPCA. Um, and in fact, on the 5th of December, I am taking possibly nine cats to the SPCA. How many hours a day are you, I was going to say working, but it's actually the socializing I'm wondering about. I probably spend about five hours a day because I go over in the morning, feed them, hang out with them, scoop litter boxes, and then I'll go back periodically throughout the day. So probably about five times a day and an hour at a time. Yeah, and then get them ready to, to move them on. It's rewarding. I mean, it's not the cat's fault that they're in this predicament. It's the humans that think it's not necessary to spay and neuter your cats. And, oh, we'll just, we just don't need to do that. It's too expensive or it's not necessary or I'll let my children ha see the miracle of birth and... I have a real problem with that because when you do that, the cat has eight or nine kittens, then what do you do with them? Maybe you'll get homes for them, but will those kittens and the people that are taking them, will they get them spayed or neutered? And so my mission is if they don't go to the SPCA, if I get them homes on Cortez, then before they even leave the shelter, my shelter, they are fixed, they're spayed and neutered. So I know for sure that they're done. Uh, they're not going to create any more kittens. What if somebody wants kittens? Well, quite often I get, I mean, I've got a kitten here in the house. I've got a couple of kittens. They're about six months old. So I have a whole a range of ages. They can have one of those. But if, it, if they want one, it has to get fixed. It has to be spayed and neutered. Do you have any cats that have been here for uh, years? No. The longest resident I had there was a cat called Mystery. 
and he turned up at Linnea. He was lost at Manson's Lagoon and turned up at Linnea probably about five months later. And he lived in my shelter for seven months because he had a lot of medical issues that I was dealing with and trying to get him healthy. And, and, and eventually I found him a loving home in Vancouver. And, but then he... How did, you, how did you find the people in Vancouver? Uh, through friends here on Cortez. And they knew some friends that were looking for a cat and had just recently lost theirs. And I said, well, I have this really lovely cat. He's gorgeous. He's, he was a Maine Coon cat, which is a fairly large, long hair, beautiful cat. And sent them pictures, and they fell in love with him. So friends of theirs were, was going to Vancouver, so they took him. And uh, unfortunately, he didn't last long because he ended up getting sick, and he died about four months, in, maybe four months into it, since after they adopted him. So that was a real blow to them. So he was the longest resident in the shelter. The ones here are pretty recent. They've been here about, let's see, maybe three months. And with the uh, going to town on the third, then a bunch of those will be leaving, be going to the SPCA. And I would just like to say that people ask me, well, why do you take them to the SPCA? Well, I've been advertising on Cortez for homes for these gorgeous cats, and I haven't had any luck. And so I can't keep them forever. I don't want to keep them forever because they're contained. They can't get outside. And so, yes, I have a relationship with the SPCA, and they've, you know, they agree to take them, and they do not put them down. Like, they will not put them to sleep. They take them, and they get them spayed and neutered, and then they adopt them out. So there's a larger pool of people. I thought after a month or so. No, they, no, no. no. Don't, don't they have cats that don't get adopted out? They find homes. They, they'll go to different shelters mm -hmm. down island and, and, uh, and then just go to a bigger center to get, to get more exposure. Uh, but they don't put them down. I want to adopt one of your cats. You want to adopt one of my cats? No. Okay. Pretend I'm anybody. We've actually had cats and dogs all of our lives, and for the last year we've uh, been pet free, and that gives us the ability to travel mm -hmm. and stuff more, and we kind of enjoy that. We had a, up to three cats at one mm. time, which actually created a problem. We bought a condo down in uh, James Bay. It said you could have pets. The day we moved in, we found out it was one pet. Oh. <laughs> so we moved in anyways. And they changed the bylaws to two uh, pets, two cats, not realizing we actually had three. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you do? I, we kept the cats anyways. <laughs> yeah, I would. Because, yeah, once they become, you know, they become part of your family. And I couldn't imagine giving up my cat or cats. Um, I couldn't imagine, you know, just dropping them off in the bush, which is what I'm sure some people do. I, that's how I got two of my cats. They just showed up on my property and were, you know, on the outskirts, and I slowly coaxed them in with food and kept talking to them every time I saw them, and they slowly acclimatized, got used to me, and I said to them, well, I have a cat already, so if you get along with them, you can stay. And they're cuddly, they're friendly, they're, they're chill, and they're really great companions. They're really great com company.
When did you decide you had to have a shelter? Pretty early on. When we started the in 2015, I'd always been looking at this section of my barn going, this would make a perfect cat shelter, temporary housing for these cats. So it was pretty early on, but it just took, like everything else does on the island, it just takes a little bit of, bit of a push. And when I specifically had my cat shelter built, my friend Jim Kearney built the shelter for me. And it was um, some materials I had purchased, some donated stuff here on the island, and also folks in, in town donated items like plywood and wire and things like that, um, to have it built. So, yeah, Jim Kearney was instrumental in getting the shelter okay. built and finished. Um, that was back in 2015? Uh, that was, I believe that was late 2016. It took a little bit to get it to get it going. So where did you put the cats before that? Well, I couldn't. I couldn't, so we were just, we were capturing them, and a lot of them were people's cats that... Um, strays they'd found and they wanted to keep them so we assisted them in getting them fixed and then taking them back to those folks and if they were if we were catching any and and they were they were sociable then I would phone the SPCA right away and say look I've got x number of cats and we just take them straight away. Does this cost you a lot out of pocket? No we fundraise we have done multiple fundraisers done a bake sale at Sandcastle Day one year, we did a popsicle sale where we made hundreds of organic, different flavored popsicles. That was a huge seller. That was a, that was a good one. Uh, we do a book sale, mostly during the summer months. Uh, my friend Patricia LaRue, who's, in, who's involved, she sells books at the Friday market. $5 a book. They're all good, you know, decent books. And all that money goes to the cat rescue. At Cortez Day, we did a um, iced coffee and tea with some baked goods. One year, we did um, pie and ice cream sales at, I think, Sea Fest, and that was a big fundraiser. I'm actually organizing for the 20th of December another bake sale where I'll phone numbers of people and ask them to donate, and that all the proceeds from that will go to the cat rescue. And then I have um, donation jars at the stores right next to the food bank jars, which also I run the food bank and people can put money in there. To date, that's all the fundraisers we've done. They can also, if they want to, we have a bank account. You know, if they want to do large sums of money donations, they can put it straight into the bank account in town. How would they do that? They just write a check and take it to the credit union. The check is made out to... Cortez Cat Rescue. Some people donate different items. Sometimes people buy food or kitty litter and just give it to me. So we're always dependent on fundraising and the generosity of folks. We spend the money as fast as we make it, pretty much. Um, because, you know, we're always... As soon as we can get a cat in to get spayed or neutered, in it goes. So it's done. And then, of course, keeping up with food and kitty litter for them is ongoing as you can imagine so um, yeah but it's a it's um it's a necessity you've been listening to an interview with samantha staten about cortez islands cat rescue program this is roy hales with cortez currents goodbye <laughs>